Disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guests, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. Welcome to Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers gaming news, upcoming releases, and topics from all aspects in the gaming industry. Kick back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, he is the biggest Twitch streamer. Well, sorry, he was the biggest Twitch streamer before he moved to Mixer. It's Ninja. <laughs> What's no, up? No, no, <laughs> not really, no. Yeah, it's close. It's SA2 speedrunner and Twitch streamer, Ninja Frog. What's up, y'all? How's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on. Um, so because you're brand new here, we get to play a little game. Ooh, okay. It's uh, the startup screen, or yeah, sorry, it's the archive. I mix the two up so constantly, <laughs> but it's the archive uh, because this just gets archived into everybody's brains when they hear it the first time. What is your favorite video game, video game character, and video game soundtrack? Um, okay, so video game, I think, okay, so I, I'm i very open to a lot of games, like, in general, like, any sort of genre. I'm, uh, like, to anything, I'm just open to finding what's, like, interesting or, like, I guess beautiful about whatever said thing is, even if it's, like, nature or something like that. But with games, um, probably my favorite right now would be Witcher 3. I thought it was, like, very overall like a solid game i like enjoyed the gameplay enjoyed the characters story like i was enveloped in that game um how many hours have you dropped in it overall would you say um surprisingly i don't have like a whopping amount of hours probably like 50 like it was like a 30 hour game but i had like 50 hours like with all the side quests and stuff but like i feel like i probably could go back to it and just like i've been wanting to try and get back to it though but Nice. Um, character. This is kind of interesting. I I really like Link from the Legend of Zelda series. Um, so, so always a solid choice. Link's, yeah, Link's a good wholesome boy. So I don't have this kind of like thought completely like summed up, but I guess when I think of Link, I think of someone who's constantly just. I I honestly think of him mute. Right, he doesn't talk in the games really. I mean, he only talks constant. in two games. Yeah, and those are the CDI games, <laughs> uh, which we don't talk about. Yeah, <laughs> and then and he also talks in what the cartoon that they had as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that, that's it. That's the only can- canonical, not really though, time yeah. that Link talks. Yeah. So Otherwise, like, it's I- just a hut hut. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, the, the bunch of grunts when you're. So like, I kind of think of it as like, um, some sort of just Link is a person who just constantly is helping others. So like, if I were to play Breath of the Wild, for example, if anybody's played that, you're constantly doing like random side quests for people and then trying to save like the world. I I just think that's like very admirable to like even the real world. Just like a like a character that is constantly just not like with the quietness of his character you're not focused on really 
what he's saying. You're focused on what he's doing, which is, I think is a very important thing just in real life, I think. Um, so that was kind of like a rant on that, but, um, and then OST, ah, this is very hard because I'm really, I'm a music person. So, um, but probably, I'd probably go with Breath of the Wild because I loved the atmospheric kind of sound to that, that it brought to the game. Yeah. It's such, such a good soundtrack. So calming, so peaceful, and then it'll hit you with the do 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 and all those other do 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 bops. It just plays Mario all of a sudden, you're just in the fair on woods, and it's just like where's this Mario music coming from? Hello? Here, Lost Woods, and then just do, 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 do. <laughs> and then Mario comes out of the fog and just jumps. <laughs> on Where's that DLC, Zelda? Huh? Where is it? I want it. <laughs> I want it. I love right Breath now, of the come Wild. On. Like, come on, Nintendo, what are you doing? Breath of the Wild is probably one of my. It's definitely my favorite Zelda game, mostly because I haven't played many Zelda games. I know mm-hmm. I, sh- I I need to get on it because I've played maybe. Okay, I played Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, parts of Ocarina of Time, never finished it. Okay. Um, Breath of the Wild, and then parts of like Zelda 1 and Zelda 2. Wow. Okay. And um, parts of Link to the Past. Yeah. Like, oh, and for, uh, I've to, to completion, it's like Phantom Hourglass, Four Swords, the classic one that was they released on the re released on like the DSI. Okay. Uh, for free that one was it for free or was it with uh I think it was for free. That's I, there's I, po- that's possible. I, I might have missed that when I was yeah, playing. It was on like DSI, a big thing. Possible. But yeah, that they was did, a like thing. an e shop kind of thing. Yeah. That would make sense. Uh or it was DSIware. It was back when it was like before the yeah. e shop. It was DSI. Oh yeah, you're like, right, you're right. We wear DSIware. Like that was frick. Okay, that's Man I'm old. Picto chat and uh Pict- man, Picto chat? Pretty what pog. Was, what was the what was it like E note or something? Flip note. Like Flipnote, yeah. Dude, I learned if you do you know ASDF, like the YouTube channel? Yeah, that's that's how I was basically introduced to ASDF. Yeah, as this well. is the same here. <laughs> I was also um unbeknownst to me, also introduced to a lot of furry content through that. <laughs> Now, as my my young childhood brain was like, well, I don't get why people are drawing these animals, but they look cool. No, yeah. Because, yeah, like, definitely. you know, like, the animation was, like, there, and I was like, that's kind of cool, but, like, no, yeah. why are they all f- wolves? <laughs> what, what, what is that? And now my adult brain's like, oh, they were furries. <laughs> Man. Wild. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, it was good, it was good, good old times, but, uh, Breath of the Wild, one of my favorite Zelda games. One of the, the I hundred percented that game. Um, oh wow! Okay. Like all the Korok seeds as well. Like, dude, you got every seed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It, it, it was my that was my second second or third second playthrough of that game, and I'm like, I'm gonna do everything, and I hated myself <laughs> afterwards. But it was fun, like doing everything, uh, playing through all the DLC as well. I think the only thing I did not do were like the final two trials of the sword. Okay. Those they, are kind of challenging. They, yeah, they are. I did the first one. I attempted the second one, died, and I'm like, you know what? These are all I have left. I'm done. I did everything else. I'm calling it here so I no, don't yeah. <laughs> drive myself mad. But fun <laughs> game. Uh, if you haven't played it yet and you own a Switch, 
honestly pick it up it's such a great game so yeah i totally recommend it if like if it's like if you need to get like one game or something to, yeah it, you you keep you're, you're you're like playing through breath of the wild you can sat like you'll be like fixed on that for maybe like a good month and a half honestly but i got i gotta say you gotta make sure you like enjoy open world because i know yes. there's a lot of people that do not enjoy open world stuff and they're like more like linear it's definitely very open world yes extremely open world um but enough about zelda it's time to move on to the startup screen and our first topic of the day uh d- today uh the day of recording this which is april 29th um there was earlier today there was a state of play which at this point in time basically state of play is becoming the new like they're on par with nintendo directs right now with like how many Sony's been putting out like recently? It's like, dang Sony, all right, kudos because mostly because <laughs> again they they're not doing a lot of E3 stuff anymore. Like they've, I don't think they have a showcase. Oh, well, actually, no, it is all digital this year, so they might have a digital presentation. But like when it comes to like when E3 gets back to the normal, PlayStation won't be doing like full shows anymore, like how Xbox and how they used to do it. Um, yeah. I think they are going more of the way of digital, like what Nintendo has been doing because of just how they are yeah. uh, and where it's going. But uh, they had a state of play today, and it was a short one, a lot much shorter than I think the past two that they've had, where those ones have gone for 30 to 40 minutes. This was, it was only maybe 20 minutes, um, with the majority of it focused on Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, but there were some other things shown in the direct, in the... <laughs> In the state of play. Uh, two games specifically. The first uh, was Subnautica Below Zero. We got a new trailer with some director commentary. Okay. And it looks pretty dope. And it's looking cool. Uh, a lot, Some voice acting. Some story stuff. Looks dope. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, comes out May 14th. And they also said that if you own a physical or virtual copy of Subnautica on the PS4... Um, you are able to eligible to get the PS5 upgraded version for free, like a lot of nice, yeah. uh, upgrades for the PS5 are doing, basically. Yeah. Um, and we finally, well, I guess uh, uh, with like, I think, yeah, this would be the last system that it would be announced for. Among Us is coming to <laughs> PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Uh, and they are, if you are, if you get these versions, you get an exclusive ratchet costume and a little clank pet oh wow okay that's kind of cool so uh playstation 4 and playstation 5 are are going to be getting it uh soon i don't know when pro most likely that version plus the xbox versions they're all going to come out at the same time uh to make it all easy on us but that's uh that's happening now so now you can play among us literally anywhere on your PC, on your mobile phones, on your Switch, on your Xbox, on your other Xbox, and on your both your PlayStations, your 4 and your 5. So, yeah. Can't wait till they make it for the PlayStation 3 as well, because they're like, oh, hey, the PlayStation 3 store is still up. Let's put it on there, too. Because why not? PlayStation 3 store still up? What's yeah, that? so I don't... Uh, it was a story we covered last week, but Sony is... No longer closing down the Vita store or the PlayStation 3 store to keep those legacy systems alive. <laughs> um, oh so you God. know what, Among Us? Time to capitalize on that. Uh, have Among Us run on the PlayStation 3. I dare you. Definitely worth it. 
Um, but the big thing that this uh, state of play was about was Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Uh, and earlier in this week, we got a brand new trailer for Rift Apart, uh, showing off a little bit of gameplay uh, for both Ratchet and the new Lombax character, Rivet. And she looks pretty badass. She has a metallic robotic arm, which means uh, she uh, had her arm cut off at some point in the past, which is badass. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, and honestly, uh, we basically got 15 minutes of new gameplay uh, oh, showing okay. off uh, the world that we are in. The whole game takes place in a brand new dimension where Dr. Nefarious, staple villain of the series, is Emperor Nefarious. And he rules this other dimension, but it's not the, our nefarious that we know. It's a completely different one. Um, so we have all that that we go through. Um, Rivet and Clank. Uh, it's basically divided into two gameplay areas where you're with Rivet and Clank and Ratchet on his own trying to find Clank. Um, gameplay, it looks a lot really good. There were, compared to what we've seen in the past, with especially with the first gameplay showcase that they showed off, um, runs so much. The, this trailer, they it was running really well compared to what we saw the first time around. With there being a couple of lag spikes here and there, just not ha- not it being the most clear of quality. Yeah. But this time around, it, it looks really good. I'm like, dang, that's it was running great. It looked beautiful. The environment very cyberpunk esque with within the city. Uh, areas and then the wildlife expanse uh the wildlife areas were just like so it looked like something like out of like fucking jurassic park almost okay that's like, awesome it was it was really beautiful looking uh we get some new abilities a new dashing and a new wall run ability um for optimal movement which is really cool because movement stuff just means it's also that could lead to like super cool speed run stuff no, potentially true, yeah um, and, uh, they also showed off a couple of other things. There's going to be some arena challenges, puzzles with Clank, which are a staple, open, wide open areas where you can zoom, uh, pocket dimensions with little puzzles, aerial combat, and a photo mode. First Ratchet and Clank game with photo mode. Okay. Uh, nice. because that's basically a staple now with, like, games is adding a photo mode into it. No, true. Just Definitely. To get all those Instagram and Twitter likes and clicks, <laughs> which honestly, though, if it looks pretty, I'm 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 not gonna not hit that like button. I mean, true, like um, this it does definitely look pretty good. Yeah, and honestly, yeah, it was it was short, it was sweet, it got to the point, and I'm excited for this game. I've only played one Ratchet and Clank game in the past, mind you, and that was. Ratchet and Clank 2016, the one that was for free with the stay-at-home incentive. Play at home. Okay, yeah. Um, Platinum did. A lot of fun. Um, Will I get this? It is a PS5 exclusive, so maybe when I get a PS5, I might get it. Um, as you is as again like all Ratchet and Clank games are mostly like standalone stuff, as you're able to play one without needing to play the others, and they kind of explain everything to you. Um, so, you know, I might grab it. It looks a lot of fun. What are your thoughts on Rift Apart and what you've seen for it, Ninja Frog? Yeah, so I I have not played any Ratchet and Clank, but and I also never own a Sony console, so like that's partly why. And uh, so, like that and Sly Cooper, like other three D platformers that are exclusive to Sony, has always been like intrigued me. And so like Ratchet and Clank is definitely I I like I watched the 
original trailer, I think, like, last summer or something. And I'm like, wow, this looks really pretty. I'm super excited. Like, I think, honestly, like, I would be, like, this would be something that would get me to get the PS5. I don't know if I'm going to get it, like, right away. Like, I'll probably wait for a while. But I think it looks really good. And, like, what you were saying, like, this kind of just clean game like yeah, very clean very very like, clean looking compared to how it looked last a much cleaner much smoother as well true it just, like it, it sorry, just looks continue. enjoyable no yeah, you're good it, I, it, I, it honestly does like <laughs> i i don't know like i i am really excited for three platformers in general that have been just getting better better like more fluid movement like super mario odyssey like this honestly lo- looks kind of like that sort of like very fluid, enjoyable movement that it's easy for even newcomers to just easily take on, but it's still got interesting things to, and not just same old jump and punch or something. <laughs> yeah, yes, very much so. It's looking good. I like where they're taking this plot. It looks dope. I am excited to see this, and uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited to see what the speedrun will be like. Because uh, Ratchet and Clank speedruns, if you we have a we have a Ratchet and Clank speedrunner friend of the podcast, Torpedo. Uh, he runs a couple of the games, and they, they are really cool speed games to watch, yeah. just because of like how you're able to like manipulate things and break the game uh, <laughs> and all that. And they're really cool, and I can't wait to see like what this route and how they'll speed run and break this game. It looks sure. dope. Um, anything else you would like to add before we move on? I don't think so. Alrighty. Well, in that case, it's time to jump into everything that happened this past week in the world of news, card games, tabletop. It's the Week in Review. This Week in Review, a look back at top headlines and stories from the gaming world. And this past week, uh, in the games department, we had three, two huge games that came out this week. Uh, The first, for Nintendo, New Pokemon Snap. At the time of recording this, again, it hasn't come out quite yet here in North America. If you're in Australia, uh, they were playing it, of course, a day early, or have the Australian <laughs> eShop account, you're able to play it early. But uh, still a couple hours away for us. Um, but I'm excited to play it. Definitely going to be talking about it more next episode. Um, but it looks cool. I We talked about it a lot last episode as well. It, I'm excited to play this. Uh, we also had the PlayStation 5 exclusive Returnal. Um, what looked like a Alien-style type game that you would think would be like very horror-based and slow-moving is actually very Doom-like, uh, just with more realistic and less hell-like theme, uh, more like a rapid, rapid-moving dungeon-crawling shooter. With which looks really, it looks really cool and badass to check out. And we also had uh, Total War Rome remastered uh, make its way to the Steam Marketplace as well. For those, uh, I believe it's a real time strategy game. Um, so if you like those types of games, it's a remaster of Total War Rome, which I think was is like a if I'm thinking of the right game, uh, it was like a very good one in the original form, and now it's just remastered and even better. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right, honestly. Uh, in the news department, uh, this past week, uh, Super Mario Party can now be played with your friends online as they have introduced party online functionality, which is 
really dope. Yeah. Even though the game is pretty dead of people playing it. Uh, it's a great way to get people get people back into this game, and for those people who are on the fence about it, now is probably the best time to pick up said game. If you don't have any friends IRL, and all your friends exist through your computer. Yeah. Um, so you now got that. Um, in Dodgeball news, Knockout City, the Dodgeball third-person shooter. It will be free if you have an EA Play membership, um, and... Or you, of course, have an Ultimate Games Pass, which is uh, which EA Play is part of that. Um, so you'll get it for free if you have one of those two ways. Uh, if you when it comes out on May twenty first. Um, in some weird esports news, <laughs> you can now pay four hundred U.S. dollars to <laughs> take a test. What's this test on? It's on esports, and what do you get? A certificate to get employed in the esports scene. Um, it's basically to say I understand how the business side of esports works. Not like uh, I know how to play video games good. It's more about the business side of the esports thing. Um, so if you want to be like a manager or something more, that's not a player. It's to help you with that. Still seems kind of sketch though. <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of, from the outside, it definitely sounds pretty sketch. Yeah, um, in more financial things, though, Minecraft modders. Uh, recently, Minecraft and Microsoft put out how much Minecraft has made over the past little while. And Minecraft, uh, the modder community, has sold 1 billion mods through the Bedrock Minecraft marketplace and have made $350 million from Microsoft. That's crazy. It's crazy. People are just selling their mods. They're like, here you go. Put it on that Bedrock Marketplace. And I believe they get like a cut of like the sales. And yeah, just it's just a bank. That's so, that's awesome. honestly like super cool. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna sell Microsoft my Among Drip uh, skin pack. <laughs> and, uh, Let's go. And start making the bank. <laughs> go make the bank, baby. Uh um, in delayment news, Reverse, uh, Resident Evil Verse, uh, has been delayed to summer 2021 and will no longer be launching at the same time as Village, uh, which is probably a good thing because I've been trashing on Reverse every time they show a trailer of that game because it does not look good at all. Like, it, it looks like absolute trash, and I think Capcom is now like, okay, yeah, let's fix that because they should. It, it's just uh, fix it please <laughs> change my mind about this game capcom uh, this is your chance please <laughs> uh in gaming accessory news secret labs very famous for releasing gaming chairs are releasing their very first gaming desk so now you can uh enjoy that rgb desk um, it actually looks kind of slick, kind of cool, kind of slick, uh, kind of neat. There's like a nice little like indent in the back for like neat cable management, but you can also pay for like extra for certain accessories for the desk as well. So it looks cool. I don't know if I'd be willing to spend this much money on a desk though. Yeah, true. <laughs> it does kind of like, look cool though. It's like so. 500 bucks, I believe, if you like go with like all the accessories. Otherwise it's like a high 400. And I'm like, oh, I'll God. maybe pay 100 200 for a desk, yeah. uh, depending on size. And, like, that just seems a bit much. 
Yeah, true. Like, I don't... I, I'd rather, like, make my room cool and not get, make my desk. Like, I, I just need it to be stable. <laughs> yeah, exa- to exactly. Be, like, fancy or something. Yes. Um, in creation news, uh, Redditor Zabor, or Zabor, uh, he recreated Hogwarts in Valheim. Whoa, Looks kind of okay. cool. Uh, never played Valheim. I barely know what it's about, actually, because I have not been following much about it. But he built Hogwarts. And I'm like, dang, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's super sick. Just uh, don't get J.K. Rowling in there. I... <laughs> My opinion oh, no. of J.K. Rowling is very different from what it used to be as a young lad. Oh, yeah. Um, moving on. Respawn <laughs> uh, have taken home an Oscar. Uh, the very first video game studio to take home an Oscar for Best Documentary Short Subject. It was for a tie-in film with Medal of Honor Above and Beyond, which was their VR game that they made. Interesting. Um, so they are the very first video game studio to take home an Oscar. Congrats, Respawn. On... Yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's, it's, it's cool because it's like you, never, you, ne- you would never think a video game studio would take home a fucking Oscar. Yeah, true. Like It's super interesting. It's cool. Uh, in Tony's favorite game franchise that he won't shut up about ever because he loves it so much, Judgment, the spinoff game of the Yakuza franchise, will be having an announcement made on May 7th. Um, most likely, or theorized, is that uh, they will announce that the game will be coming to the PC as it's the only, again, one of two Yakuza games to not be on the PC. The other one being the other spin-off title that's not really a Yakuza game, but it's made by the same developers and uses the same engine, which is Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise, the anime fighting game where you play as uh, the guy who goes Omaya wa mo Shindaru, and then you blow up someone's head. Um, so we got that, um, but I'm hoping that maybe they announce a sequel because Judgment, a lot of fun. And I would love to see a sequel for that. In Battle Royale news, PUBG has added its latest patch, adding some new catwalks to the existing bridges and pajama parties. So now you can shoot your friends while wearing your PJs, both on your couch and in the game. Heck yeah. Uh, In free game news, the PlayStation Plus games for May have been announced. Uh, we are getting Wreckfest on the PlayStation 5, Battlefield 5, and Stranded Deep for the PS4. Um, which is... Battlefield 5 is cool. Uh, I've never... I've barely played the battle... I've actually... I don't think I've ever played a Battlefield game. So, uh... <laughs> uh I might... Yeah, they're, they're fun. They're fun. They've got nice destructible things. I like that about Battlefield. It's like the destructible <laughs> environments. Uh, but we got that. Um, in obnoxiously items that are being sold. The Queen, the Her Royal Majesty, her golden Wii is currently on eBay for $300,000. What? What? And people are people are bidding on this. So, if you didn't know, and I didn't even know this either, the golden Wii for the Queen was a marketing thing done by THQ, where they made a... Uh, where they got a Wii, they made it gold, and uh, it works... And they gave it to the her royal highness. I believe that because she didn't need it, she sold it off. I don't need or like gave it away to somebody. I don't even know how it was, but uh, the guy who has it, he's now selling it so he can buy a house. 
So oh my uh, if you want a golden Wii that the queen has graced with her presence, if you got $300,000, go for it. Uh, in Cyberpunk news, Hotfix 1.22 is currently out fixing more open world bugs for said game. Uh, and we will be seeing more of these roll out uh, down the line as well to fix that broken game. In Five Nights at Freddy's news, for some reason, Security Breach has been delayed to later in 2021. However, uh, Scott Cawthon... Uh, is like, you know what? No, you're supposed to get it earlier, so because we're making this sad announcement, which they made yesterday, we're gonna give you a side-scroller beat-em-up starring the Five Nights at Freddy's cast. Oh uh, the game is called Security Breach Fury's Rage, not Furry's Rage. There's a difference. Only one R. And it's re- it's been released for free on Game Jolt, so you can play a side-scroller beat-em-up with the cast of Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. So we got that. Scott Cawthon really likes to milk this dead horse. Apparently, like, literally, <laughs> how long has it been going on? I don't even know. Yeah, it's been going on a while, but Security Breach, it looks it looks interesting. Much different than the rest of the games, where you're roaming around a place and not staying in one location. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, and lastly... Stardew Valley creator Eric Barone and the famous duo known as Gentle Love, which consists of Metal Gear Solid composer Norihiko Hibino and Etrian Odyssey pianist Ayaki, are currently, the three of them are working on an album of video game music. It's called uh, Game Music Lullabies. Sorry, it's Game Music Lullabies. That's the style of music. And the album is called Prescription for Sleep, Stardew Valley. Which just sounds so lovely and (laughs) It it is. Well, obviously you have to have the Stardew Valley creator, but he's working with uh, the duo known as Gentle Love. Yeah, what the heck? Honestly, it sounds cool, and I'm pretty sure a a lot of people are excited for this, because it's just Stardew Valley's music is just so calming as it is, but like they're making fucking lullabies that'll put you to sleep. Amen. Like, I'm not. I'm. I, I, like this looks. This this sounds kind of good. Not gonna lie. If I ever have a baby, I'm gonna play them this <laughs> and shut those babies up. It's just like my baby's crying. Yo, baby, shut the fuck up and slap on, <laughs> slap on the fucking prescription for sleep, Stardew Valley. Am I right? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're definitely right on this one. Exactly. Tony's game you loud right here. You've heard it right. Tony is <laughs> you heard right. It right here. Shutting up babies since 2020. <laughs> uh, moving on to the draw of the deck. This week in the TCG world, for the world of Pokemon, still nothing new on Chilling Rain, aside from its release date on June 18th. Uh, we are keeping a close eye on that to see if any more details are released uh, within the next month before the release. Uh, however, a special card of the Pokemon Company President, uh, which exists, has been sold on auction for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Dang! <laughs> so somebody has another fucking expensive card in their collection and will never use it. Yep. <laughs> Not that it would probably be legal anyway, because Pokemon TCG tournament rules are very fucky wucky. 
as we like to say. Um, and I'm saying this because I'm a Yu-Gi-Oh player where literally every card that isn't on the ban list is eligible to be played. <laughs> like, if, if was this card crazy. printed at the beginning of the Yu-Gi-Oh cycle? Yeah, you can use it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's basically the big difference of why I also like Yu-Gi-Oh more because literally it's like it's just a ban list. If you don't, if you don't see a card on there, or the restricted list, you have free reign of that card. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Like so, Pokemon's uh, like very weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like every couple of packs are eligible, and then it's like the new season begins, and it's just like, well, now you got to go buy more. And it's like, yeah, oh. exactly. Now, like the same goes with Yu-Gi-Oh for like if you're going for the meta and stuff, but like. You don't oh, yeah, you, like there's like a lot of old cards in circulation that meta decks still use, and it's kind of cool, which is why I like you yeah. a lot more. That's and super cool. speaking of Yu Gi Oh! Uh, for the recap of what's coming out, as there really isn't much more new Yu Gi Oh! news aside from what's coming out, Ancient Guardians comes out May 7th, Lightning Overdrive on June 4th, Egyptian God Decks on June 11th, King's Court on June 25th. Uh, Synchro Storm, July 16th. Cyber Strike deck on July 30th. Also, I think I said June 7th. It's May 7th for Ancient Guardians. And uh, that's all TCG, OCG stuff. We have the structure deck, our Lost Sanctuary, set for August 7th. Um, and in the world of Magic the Gathering, the Hasbro CEO says that they have some NFTs that are being looked at for Magic. That, uh, that, that big, popular NFT thing that's going around. Might be, might be a Magic the Gathering might take advantage of those, okay. which I guess is neat. I don't really, I don't really get the whole hype around the NFT things. Yeah, so that's happening, gonna, possibly. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, that's your TCG news over in the world of tabletop. Wormwood and Dispel Dice are collabing on Kickstarter for some really dope dice designs. Um, and you can see the full story and video series over on Polygon to see how they've all started with this collaboration line and the dice designs, which look really dope. They have like flowers like imbued in the dice, and that's like a cool thing. Oh, that's awesome! That they're doing with one of them. And Green Hell, the popular indie game on the Steam and Switch, where you basically where the forest is fighting back, um, is getting a board game and will be on Kickstarter su- Kickstarter very soon. Let's go. Um, and that's the week in review. That has that is everything that has happened this past week. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Ninja Frog? What are your thoughts? Um, uh, let's try. I'm like probably a highlight. Um, Pokemon Snap. I'm definitely excited for. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get it right away, but I'm definitely pumped. Uh, the Super Mario Party Online. I'm, I'm still mad at Nintendo for like not doing it like right when the game came out, but I mean, <laughs> they did it now, so I guess we'll take what we can get. Uh, the esports thing, I, uh, please. <laughs> I hope this, this. I don't know. I, I'm still skeptical about whatever the frick is going on. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, I got, I gotta get. I, I haven't bought any Yu-Gi-Oh cards, but I definitely gotta get in on that June eleventh Egyptian God decks, dude. I, I yeah. <laughs> I and, uh, get in my knowledge those. of my knowledge of those, I believe it's a Slifer deck and an Obelisk deck. Oh, sick! Okay, are. that's awesome. So, uh, they're they're cool looking. I might snag one. I do have my box of like over. I think it's like I think I have like fifteen hundred to two thousand Yu-Gi-Oh cards. 
that I have. Wow, okay. And I, yeah, I, I, like, I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! on a... I, I would say professional level. Like, I would do locals and whatnot. Yeah. Never would go higher than that. Like, <laughs> whatever, like, whatever card shop was doing, I was maybe there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I love Yu-Gi-Oh! It's probably one of my favorite side things that isn't video games that I can try to do consistently. No, that's super cool. I, I personally have never <laughs> this this is cool because I've never met really anybody who's like done more than just like maybe having cards. So that's awesome. Um, other than that, I mean, all, all like the games, like I was like kind of scrolling through like quick three through gameplay of like the games that we were mentioning this week, and I honestly some of them like really look cool. Like, I mean, Judgment looks interesting. Uh, Fraternal. I mean, Total War, I don't know if I'm, like, super interested in that, but, I mean, I feel like for the people who really enjoy those games, I feel like those are niche to those communities, and I feel like they'll be, like, super excited for that. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, I'm going to mention this here so I don't mention it again. If you have never played the Yakuza franchise, go fucking play it. I need to play it then. <laughs> go play it. It, it. There's literally no reason for you not to. It's on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Go fucking play it. Anything is on sale <laughs> right now on Steam, so I, I definitely need to check, check it out. Then go get it. Yeah, because I Oh, yeah, also, that's the other thing is Steam currently has this Golden Week sale going on. So, uh, because it's Golden Week in Japan, so they have the sale for Golden Week. Um, I'm pretty sure that Xbox and PlayStation, those gold, the Golden Week sales for them will start up on Monday. Um, so, take advantage of those sales. See what's see what games go on sale for those. We'll probably be covering that as well next week. But, yeah. Um, that was the week in review. Um, and so now it's time to see what's coming out next week uh, and what games should be on your radar. From AAA titles to upcoming indies, here's what should be on your radar. And because we're in April, there is not a lot of games coming out. Uh, no releases on Monday, but on Tuesday, Seiri, The Beginning, comes out on PC. The Colonists comes out on the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Dark Knights with Poe and Monroe comes out on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and I love that title, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to know who Poe and Monroe are, and I want to know why they're doing stuff in the dark of night. Um... No games on Wednesday. On Thursday, though, Demio comes out on the VR for the PC. So I believe that's uh, the Vive or whatever you use for your PC VR. And High Risers comes out on PC. And on Friday, the big one, Resident Evil Village comes out on everything except the Nintendo Switch. Blazing Breaks comes out on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And The Invisible Hand comes out on PC. And those are the games coming out this week. That's it. Uh, I think that's a total of eight video games. Jeez. <laughs> now, of course, there's also like a bunch of like indie games that are like worth a dollar that we don't cover here. But yeah, these are true. the games that uh, my games list websites uh, notify me of. So that's what we got coming out. Resident Evil Village, the big one, of course. Uh, a lot of people hyped up for this game. Looks dope. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about the demos that they put out. So I'm excited to see what this game will be adding and what the fuck Chris Redfield is doing in this game. Uh, yeah. And what his relation to Ethan Winters is. So looks cool. 
Uh, any thoughts on the games coming out, Ninja Frog? Um, honestly, I'll probably check out this list like later because <laughs> I I just like seeing what's like coming out. Um, but obviously, like the only one I really know about right now is Village, and I haven't I played a little bit of Resident Evil. Um, I played like I think the what the Resident Evil Two remake. I think it came out like a little bit ago. Um, I I like I. <sighs> I maybe maybe it's just they designed it that way, but like some of the, like the the movement and combat is like very <laughs> like janky. It like drove me insane. But like I'd be down to I'd be interested in trying out because I haven't played many horror games. But like or like I guess this may be like thriller more. But like it's thriller totally horror, yeah, interested. it's like a mix of the two. That like, mo- at times it's horror, at times it's thriller. Like I think if you look at like Resident Evil five and six, it's more thriller than horror. Okay, but like but. OG one through three, there's a lot of horror. Four is a mix of the two, and then five and six more thriller, and then seven, just pure fucking horror, man. <laughs> fucking okay. seven terrifies me with like the fucking small house, and fucking oh all that. Shit. Like nah, man. Like nah. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Resident Evil like is a game franchise that looks cool, but I will probably never play because it freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> I, I understand. Like, mad respect to the developers and, like, the success that this franchise has, but sure. man, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like this might be, like, the, the first one I may try out, but yeah, I totally understand, like, the, the horror kind of just <laughs> really getting to you. Yeah, it's kind of how I am with most horror games. Yeah. Like, I, I won't really play them. I'll watch them if, I'm, if it intrigues me, but that'll be it. That's it. That's all I'll do. And I'll be watching it in my bed under a bunch of blankets with the, the sheet covering my face almost with me peeking out behind it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the week. That's what's coming out next week. Um, with that, it's time to talk games and just talk about some stuff uh, this week in the lounge. This week in the Game Lounge, Tony talks a variety of topics with his weekly guest. And I'll let you intro our first topic that we're talking about, Ninja Frog. Okay, so taking a look back at, wow, what is this now? More than a year of this A year and a month? A year and a month? So 20, no, 13 months by now. Yeah. This long COVID nineteen weird experience that we've all had, like, I it's been interesting. Like, I I was definitely like coming into it. I was still in school, and it was just it was a lot all at the same time. But oh my gosh! Yeah, so let's was, let's let's start. Bored. Yeah, so let's start this way back at the beginning, March twenty twenty, before the world shut down. Well, and right when the world shut down, basically. Um, even though parts of it were shutting down sooner because, you know, it was hitting them first. Yeah. It didn't hit North America until March. And that's when everything just went south. What were your initial thoughts of, like, when, like, you heard that things were going to be shut down, schools were going to just go basically online, if not close down entirely, and just finish up the year where they were? So to be honest, um, so I wasn't even really, so I was like focused on school. I was like not even thinking about it. So like once it happened, 
it, it kind of hit me and I was like, oh, we got to go online. So that like everything I was coming back home, just like getting used to it. And then, so I was definitely just more focused on that and not really focusing on the COVID. So like, I, I was grateful to be in a safe environment, but like once I got into the online school, it really bogged me down and I was not <laughs> like, it was very rough on me. Um, uh, a little tidbit about me is I've always been unsure of what I want to do next. I'm still in that kind of, I don't know what I want to do with my life, but uh, so that also was bogging me down while I'm also taking difficult classes online with terrible communication with professors and it was just a very like rough it, it felt just it very felt difficult and I, I know everybody like the entire world how it's having very difficult experience probably way more than mine but like wow it was <laughs> complete change yeah um but when uh school eventually came to a close for the summer we basically had a whole summer of Nothing to do aside. Sure. Well, I mean, at least the average person. However, we're not the average person. We're gamers. Heck yeah. <laughs> so what was like the first game you played for quarantine? What was the first game that you threw on and played in quarantine? Um, Other than the regular ones, I'm trying to think. Probably Chrono Trigger. So it had, been, it had been a game like in the back of my head that I was like, one of the RPGs I had just been wanting to play, like old ones that are like, I know it's good. Everybody in the online says it's like one of the best games. And I was like, I got to try this out. So I took, took my time, checked it out. Oh my gosh. Like literally I will put it probably on my, at least top 10 right now. Like I love, loved it so much. <laughs> nice. I think for me, the first game I played in quarantine was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Heck yeah, okay. Because it came out like just before, but I hadn't started it yet because I think it was finishing up something else. And then I just started it like right a day or right before, like legit like a day or two before quarantine started. And then it's like, well, I might as well finish it in quarantine. Yeah. And basically, that was the first thing I played. And then uh, we come near the end of March, uh, Nintendo capitalizing on the whole situation and what happens people start buying nintendo switches people start buying a specific nintendo game and everybody knows that this nintendo game was animal crossing new horizons the game that would save the world genius i tell you <laughs> genius utter genius <laughs> It's, it, it was, like, perfect timing. It, it literally was. And it's funny to think that, like, way back then of, like, people were, like, hyped for it already because it's, like, a new Animal Crossing game. That's nice. People like yeah. love Animal Crossing. It's cute. It's a nice escape from reality as it is. But to think that our reality was going to be shit, th this was, like, a nice way to just think, you know, this is my new reality. I have blue hair all the time and all my friends are animals. Exactly. Like I, I think I think I think what it was super exciting for it was a lot of the people that would usually not play games very often and needed something to get away from and then they were, maybe they had other friends that played games. Like it gave them something to get away from reality, like you said, and then it, it brought it was just 
<laughs> brought more people to the community. And I just think that's like super cool that it was just a perfect time that just helped. I, I hope at least helped a lot of people even a little bit. Yes, uh, absolutely. And that was like a big thing. A lot of people played. I was on that train for like, I played every, I played that game at least once every day. If it was like maybe for 10 minutes, an hour, I played like, like come like when it launched, I was maybe playing two, three, four hours a day yeah. of that game. Um, but like as the months went by, it was maybe more to be like 10 minutes just to do my daily things, get some bells, see who's on my island for stuff and then log off. And that was, that was how it like it ended for me. Cause like I did everything. I got all my museum stuff and it was like, well, I could save up bells to buy all the artwork and then call it there. But I never did that. I never got all the artwork from my museum and I'm, I'm just, I just, I, I don't, I finished, I did everything I wanted to do and I deleted it off my switch. <laughs> it was a good thank you animal crossing new horizons you were a fun time uh for 2020 uh and uh it's i'm sorry that i'll probably never play you again i mean i, I feel like that's just kind of how it goes for animal crossing you just get you like grind it out and then that's how maybe yeah. you'll come back to it for a little bit and then yes um you would you say 2020 you played more or less video games compared to a normal year more definitely <laughs> definitely more yeah I, I i i don't think i ever played this much video games since i took that my one year off between school uh because i did two years at uh lc and then i did i took a year off working and then i went to the state um for people who uh know what those stand for kudos uh as I am an alumni from both of those like communication programs. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's, uh, my, that one year off in between my two years of my four, my schooling, uh, for post-secondary stuff. It was, that was probably like, I was like, man, I played a lot of video games this year. And then 2020 <laughs> comes. And I'm like, man, I did nothing but play video games. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I thought that one year was like, yeah, I played like maybe like a good, like solid, like, what 20 to 25 I, I i'm pretty sure i played like 30 this 20 2020 like i played a lot yeah like even like i don't yeah it was just a lot i did a lot of platinum hunting there was just so much like aside from chrono trigger what other games were you playing through quarantine um, so partly i definitely was i have like a lot of like i kind of jump around with like friend groups so i was playing a lot of different online games as well so um, when Valorant came out in the summer, I, I started with the beta and I was playing and had some like 5 a.m. nights where we were just like playing like custom games and we were just playing like 5v5 or something like that was tons of fun. Um, but uh, other games, Stardew Valley, I have had it so long, but I just finally got to like play through it a little bit. I haven't I got to winter and then stopped and I, I like, grinded out a lot. Um, hope to get back to it soon. Um, Banjo Kazooie, I played that. Never played it before. I was excited, um, but that's definitely another game. Um, Sonic Adventure, I played. I didn't really get to play that too much. Um, Borderlands Three. Uh, gosh, I had played a little Half Life. Ooh, um, a little Half Life, nice. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't finished it. I was playing it on the hardest difficulty, and definitely. Oh. <laughs> not well, the why best. would you do that to yourself? <laughs> well, I was like, 
I, I it's like, I'm a pro gamer. I can do this. Yeah, it's kind of like five minutes in. I can't do this. <laughs> I don't, Sits I think under I'm his free. gaming chair crying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, like, I think I'm, like, more than halfway through. I think there's, like, multiple points where I was like, I'm done with this game. I'm done with this game. <laughs> and I was like, no, let's just keep going. So I, I need to get back to it and try and finish it. But it's, like, so hard. <laughs> I was not expecting it to be so freaking hard of the hardest difficulty. But those old games, man, they do really hit you. Um, but, yeah, I think those are the most of the big ones that I played. Nice. Chrono Trigger is uh, probably my... the biggest one I remember. Yeah, that's a, huge, that's a huge game. Um, me, personally, if you've been listening to this podcast since day one which was basically a month which is we just had which uh, basically we've celebrated our one year anniversary a couple of weeks ago uh, if you've been listening to this since day one you'll you just you'll you can just hear my catalog of like all the games i was playing while doing the podcast and all of that it just <laughs> is legit documentation of like everything i've done and like i think that's a cool thing as well that i didn't even bring up in the 50th episode is like legit it's a documentation of like me through a year essentially yeah. and it's so weird of like dang we were talking about this a year ago and we finally just heard things about this now today and it's just like it's so weird um but you brought up valorant which actually makes me want to bring up this of multiplayer games that came out uh during quarantine we had uh of course valorant a big success that that became uh but also the little old a little old game that was a couple years old. Among Us. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> I just think it's and so crazy. how it basically grew. Because, I, what was it? Was I think it was, I don't even know like what's caused it to grow. Like, I don't know who, who there started the spark. Streamer. I'm pretty I'm, sure I'm, I'm pre- there. Because some popular streamer, I don't remember the name of them, but there's some like popular I, streamer. I want to say it might have been off somebody from offline TV, but I don't even know for sure. Possible. I, I there was them. I, I had been wa- starting to watch. I had like just gotten into Twitch because of quarantine, and then like I was watching a little bit of Ludwig, and like I think he had mentioned the name of whoever the streamer was. He thought it would started it, and then he started doing it and I feel like just a lot of a bunch of big streamers playing it and then it just like blew yeah, up and then, the, <laughs> and then the game devs were like huh well we, we did have this game it was good we'll probably roll out updates like I don't know, whatever <laughs> yeah. and then it's like oh shit people are playing this <laughs> fuck yeah exactly cause I got I got here I, I just want to make sure that my facts are right um uh, yeah cause Among Us came out in 2018 yeah, which is three almost three years ago. It's almost selling its celebrating its its anniversary is June fifteenth. Like it came out twenty eighteen. Think about that, and then it doesn't yeah, pick I, up steam until two years later. <laughs> That's crazy. It doesn't pick up steam on steam until. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Oh and now look Dude. at it. One of the biggest. What was one of the? It was one of the biggest games of twenty twenty. And it even it didn't even come out that year. It's yeah, wild. Exactly. Uh, didn't it come out? Did, didn't it like getting like some sort of like? It, I it got, got some sort of like like. It was nominated for a couple of game awards. It won. Yeah, it won some too. Yeah. It won like I think one or two. So, it was crazy. Uh, but then comes summer, summer of twenty twenty, where usually for summer we would have E three. We didn't have E three 
in summer 2020. And that made Tony a Sag boy. <laughs> but we too. did we did have Papa Jeff Keeley coming in with a save of Summer Games Fest. Where basically all summer long they would be announcing some new games, working with like a bunch basically all the big studios and announcing shit. And they put on a show for the world with Summer Games Fest and announced so much cool dope shit. True. And it was dope. It was basically a an unorganized E3 is what I would like to call it, basically. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, basically. And we got, there were so many great memories. We had Steve in Smash. I'm trying to think of, like, what else there was. Like, I I, I saw uh, so many things. Like <laughs> Last of Us 2 trailers and stuff. And it was a lot of stuff. It was, honestly, we covered all basically all Summer Games Fest in season one of the podcast. So go listen to those episodes okay. because we talked about, we talked about like, basically we covered yeah. like everything that came out. So a lot of stuff happened. And then did you feel though, by end of summer with all this gaming that we, we gamers were doing, did you feel like any bit burnt out by the video games? Personally? No, I, I don't know. I, I must have, like, some sort of, like, ridiculous endurance, or maybe I'm just crazy. I, I think a lot of people, other people may have just, like, a different connection. But, like, I think I said this earlier. Like, I just have, I like finding what's interesting and beautiful about things. And I think with video games, it's, like, something I've always done, like, since I was young. Um, I think I have more of a connection to it as well. And I think with just, like, with, for example, like, Chrono Trigger, I, like... Played it because I was like, it's old. A lot of people love it, and I was like, dude, I'm gonna play this. Or like, even the online games. Like, I was Valorant. I want to try it out. Like, I, I'm always like wanting to try it out if I can. I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I haven't been burnt out personally. I think there were maybe points where I was like, I need to take a break and step back from games. And what okay, I did in that fair. time, yeah. and what I did in that time though was watch anime. <laughs> Oh and yeah! Then it was back to video <laughs> games. And, I was uh, okay. Go ahead, sorry. No, yeah, and that's uh, that's that was basically like whenever I did feel burned out. That's all I basically did. It's like, well, time to catch up on my shows. What's happening? Oh my god, he's dead! <laughs> Dude, I, I think the one thing I did was uh. When I, when, I guess, like, that maybe would have been what I, I did was take a little bit of break when I, I don't want to play games, I want to do something else. I was watching old Nickelodeon shows that I didn't get to watch. So, like, I would go to my friend's house. I didn't have cable when I was younger. So I went to my friend's house and got to see, like, clips of them, but never got to watch them. So, like, I watched iCarly on Netflix, and then I watched Drake and Josh on Hulu, and then I think I watched, like, the first season of Pokemon on Netflix. Those were, like, the three things that I was like, okay. <laughs> I got a chance to, like, watch it. It was kind of cool. Dang. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Well, uh, after summer, then, uh, came the fall and winter, uh, where one of the big things was like, hey, I know you like Battle Royales, kid. Well, what if we made you? What if we gave you a battle royale that's also a cute little game show with a bunch of beans? And boom, Fall Guys happened. And then, and then we got a kid. I know you've been seeing trailers of this game and us delaying it over and over again, but it's finally coming out. And boom, Cyberpunk happened. 
Uh, and boy, did Cyberpunk flop. And we've talked about Cyberpunk's... Basically, so, season two was like, the Cyberpunk show, will it happen? <laughs> that was basically the season two wrapped up of like the overall theme. Uh, what, were you keeping eyes on Cyberpunk, though? Were you following that at all during the year of 2020? No, yeah, true. I definitely was. Um, since I like really love Witcher Three, I was definitely keeping track on seeing how it was. I haven't played it yet. I really need to. I think I have like. I, I need to play it. I would um, still say but... wait. I I I'm leg- legit. I, it hasn't been long enough for them to fix everything. It's, I'm just gonna say True. wait. That's fair. And if you are still like want, if you're listeners out there, if you are still wanting to play Cyberpunk and haven't yet. Wait till maybe. I I hate to say this, but may, wait till maybe September. <laughs> legit, yeah, I think they legit. They put out a timeline on like what when they were gonna have everything finished, and I think yeah, like around like late, sometime later this year, they were hoping yeah to have, like, a lot of the patches in. Yeah, just just uh just wait. I know that you wanna see Keanu Reeves because he's your daddy or whatever, but you're gonna need to wait. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta wait. Oh no. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, um, last question I got. Um, we well, I guess it's a two-part question. First, were you working at all during the quarantine? Um, I wasn't. I just started recently. I wasn't originally. Um, I was doing school, and then I wasn't, and then I I was. I don't know. I, I this kind of like anxiety i guess with my living with my parents and them being older like in that age range of covid so i guess i felt like this obligation that i shouldn't um so i didn't get even exposed maybe this was the maybe i should have been working i don't know but that was my decision (laughs) okay well that brings up the question of because uh working leads to money and money leads to new games um, did you find that uh you weren't able to play as many games as you wanted to that were like newer because of lack of funds or just money yeah i i do feel like i did I, like i did i didn't get to play as many newer ones especially um that i didn't that i would would have wanted to like crash Four, i think is an example like i was like interested in playing it but i didn't want to pay the full price because i just didn't have like income coming in so but yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think that's like that was a big difference between the U.S. and especially Canada, is that Canada right away was like, "Hey, we're the government. Uh, apply for these one of these two things, and we'll give you some money." And I think overall, because of the CERB or this whatever the other one was called for like students, I think I got like roughly eight k. From the governments. Okay. So it was nice to play games still, even though I wasn't working. Of like, hey, hey money, capitalism, yeah. <laughs> woo. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely twenty twenty, heck of a year for the books. Um, heck of a year for games and gamers and that scene. And it's uh, hopefully uh, 2021 is already looking more promising for like 
uh, actual events. E3 is on. It will be happening. Um, we, of course, have the Game Awards set every year. They did it last year. They did it different last year. Um, so hopefully we'll maybe see it a bit more how it's supposed to go this year as well. Um, but yeah, quarantine affected gaming pretty, uh, pretty, pretty interesting to say the least. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly have nothing else to say. Like literally. Yeah. I well, with that, then it's time to move on to our second topic of the day. Game design, uh, within some games, uh, what, and we'll just start with the hard hitting question. What game have you played that, ha- that you would say has had the best game design? And define um, game design, like okay, what, like so, what, what part of game design draws you to a game the most? Then, so it's either Chrono Trigger or Celeste. So, I think when I think of game design, I think of the entire game as a whole and how it works. Um, so, I guess generally you would think of game design as just like, um how you're going to move or how you're like, what's the, what's the goal of the game, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Game Um, design. How are you getting from point A to point B and how are you doing it? Yeah. Um, but I think what made it for me for like Celeste, for example, um, I think what they did really well was they took the design of their game and made it formed around their story. I thought that was very interesting. So, like, with, trying not to give any spoilers about the game um, for any listeners who are trying to play it. Um, it Like, the simple concept of the character climbing a mountain. And you're climbing a mountain and the, the story kind of based around that and what the character experiences. And it literally goes through that. And it's very interesting how that design... It's so simple, but it's so like perfect for telling the story and helping the gameplay just make sense. Like it's just so intuitive. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, what would you say has some of the worst game design that you've ever played? Then, going from Celeste and Chrono Trigger, with having some of the best. What is the worst? Worst game design. Um, ah, that's really I think for hard. me, it's mine is mine is pretty straightforward, um, and it's Duke Nukem Forever. Okay. I, I you see, about, here's the thing. I was that? when I played that game, I was on a fix of like I'm gonna play some bad games and finish them because I had just finished <laughs> Sonic 06 okay. at this point in time. And so I pick yeah. up Duke Nukem Forever. I'm like, I'm gonna beat this. I get past the first level, and I'm just like, I can't do this. This is just so bad. Like controls weren't the issue, and it wasn't like, like controls are all right. Graphics were whatever. I like graphics. I could care less. Like, like the graphics vary so much. Like it's nice to look at some things sometimes, but like, like older games obviously don't hold up to today's standards. Obviously. But, like, they're still fun to play, and that's because they're designed really well with, like, everything else. Yeah. This game, it's just, it was just, like, well, it's a very basic, bare-bones shooter with mediocre, childish dialogue and booba. (laughs) 
And of course. a plot that fuck, I don't even know what the plot was. It was just so boring. I was just like, this is, I, I, I couldn't do it because I'm just like, I'm not having any fun. I was having fun with Sonic 06. Oddly enough, aside from like <laughs> the rage, aside from like the one side quest that you have to do in Sonic 06, which was like, hey, beat all these enemies, but don't get fucking hit. Um, aside from that and aside and uh, the silver boss fight on us, which with uh, Sonic, aside from those two parts, everything else about it, I enjoyed shadows was a bit more, I think was the dullest because like I had no issues with shadow story whatsoever, but like it was still a fun time. Like it was cool to play that, even though it was like so many years later and like, it's basically infamous at this point. It was still like, 20 times better than shoot thing, throw grenade, say boob joke, look at dick. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I feel like I haven't played 06 yet, and I really want to play it at some point. But I feel like with that game, that it's almost like the game, the design, the idea was there, right? Yeah. But the the execution, the bugs were not cleaned up. It It just wasn't well finished and i feel like that's also like a, a thought for like a lot of sonic games in general um but yeah <laughs> yeah that's definitely that um have you figured out what your worst one is after my duke nukem rant uh i was trying to think of something like i can't i was literally just thinking of so many like games that i've just like not like I thought were bad, but I literally, <laughs> I can't think of something. Oh wait, I thought it was a Sonic game, but then I, I literally, I'm I'm lost. <laughs> I oh, have no. no idea. Oh um, oh no. Well then, um, well I'll I'll move on to a different question. Uh, what genres do you feel usually have the best game design? Um, I think probably platformers. I think they're usually like very simple concepts. So they the design is very understandable for the gamer. I I, I feel like uh, platformers have like a lot. I feel like those games have like a lot more stress when you're designing them because it's like it's because of like how simple the concept is. You need like a good everything else to rely on the game's success or not because true. of how simple that's a platformer true. can be. And I think that's like yeah. very underappreciated because of how simple they are, but it's like I feel like a lot more work can go into like a really good platformer because of like they're really meticulous about how they want to present their fi- their final product compared to like EA and FIFA every fucking year. Copy and paste. <laughs> oh it's Gosh, like it's FIFA. Please. I don't. They don't care. It's FIFA. It has new oh. players. It has updated rosters. Money. We bought the game. We're getting money, so uh, we'll just not do anything. Yeah. We gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's also another game. Another franchise. I'll say has some of the worst game design. Or just EA sports games. Uh, specifically FIFA. Also, 2K. Mostly, like, basically any uh, major league sport game. So, NBA, NHL, FIFA, 
MLB. Because it's basically just you're paying a, a new fee for a roster update and possibly a new game mode. If they even decide to give you that. Yeah, and, and Madden. Oh, oh and Madden. Gosh, like Madden, that's the other one. I knew I was missing one on Madden. Like, I... Just to say a little bit on this, like, the... Just seeing a little bit of clips of the new Madden, like, the, the main, like, program inside of the game that they're trying to sell for you is, like, I think it's called, like, Ultimate Team or something. It has, like, three currencies. And I'm like, what? <laughs> a $60 game that's trying to play, like, an app? Like, what is this? It's so stupid. Yeah, that's, yeah. EA. It's so EA, silly. You see, here's the thing. EA, EA's work with indie developers, phenomenal. Because you have like stuff like uh, Unravel, the the with Yarn. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, you have like you yeah. have some amazing indie games that like EA has put out with like with those developers, and that is like when you look at EA, big EA, it's just like oh, oh, this is uh, this is a mess. It's just like why? It's just it's just like it makes you just question why, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, I, that, they're a, a definite yikes for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, honestly, to say, to, even though I'm stealing what we're just talking about, I, honestly, I think that would be the first thing, the the worst game design. I like, I don't know. I have like the, I hate that sort of like money grab kind of thing that EA does with those sports. You see, games. and they used to be good. So it used stupid. to be so good. Like up until I think. Basically, after the like, once it was in the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 era, that's when it kind of started to go downhill. Honestly, yeah, sure. like everything before that, phenomenal. I love like yeah. I've, I've talked about this before. I love t- PGA Tour 2003 to 2006. Great games. All Dude, of, legit. Like I, uh... all of those ones. I love those games. Despite of like, it's just fucking golf. I love them. Yeah, I, I bet. Like, I, I never got to play the golf games, but I bet they're fun. Like, I played. I think I played. I played MLB, NBA, and Madden, and probably up to like 2006 or something. And like, it was like, I was pretty young, but like, I enjoyed them, and I think they were like fun. But like, I don't know. It just like I think it, even in the newest Madden, for example, you can't even like customize your character to the full extent that you could have in the old game. You can't make your guy like super fat or something. What? (laughs) I can't make fat football man? Uh, Uninstall. (laughs) Refund. I don't... What the fuck? What the fuck? That was what made EA Sports games so cool. It was like how... Like they were like one of the first... Or like... Not one of the first, but... Well, kind of one of the first, but like... They were like... Yeah, one of the few like... Companies that like had like that a more expansive character customizer customizer. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't get it. What the fuck, EA? What, what are you doing? Fuck, Come I on. mean, I say this a lot, but like, what the fuck, EA? Come on. <laughs> um. So I guess this is for our last uh, question. I got what could we do to make the good better, and how can we fix the bad? Uh, and I have an answer of how we can fix the bad. Uh, just uh, stop with the microtransactions, give a shit about your games, and stop making it a copy and paste. Yeah. Easy. I, 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 yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, like, Cyberpunk can be an example as like, well. Cy- like, like just, Cyberpunk has, like, like great game design because of, like, how much oh, effort they put true. in. It's just yeah. rushed. And that's their big yeah. issue was that it was rushed. 
take away the, the the development period of what is it called? There, there's some sort of development period in the crunch. It's, yeah, crunch. Like take away that. I think there's been a little bit of a movement. Maybe take away that. Allow more delays. Maybe. Like. Like, we have games that have been delayed, like the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. That's been delayed. But yeah, like a lot. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it has been. Like, they I haven't even announced when they're going to put it, like, the release date for it. Because they're just like, hey, I know we planned it for this year, but it may not happen. So we're just going to say we're delaying it until we tell you guys. <laughs> Which, honestly, respect. I'd rather play a good Lego Star Wars game. Not that, like, exactly. there's been a bad Lego Star Wars game. Like, all the Lego Star Wars games have been good. But it's like kudos for like, you know, giving a shit and working on a game so that people can talk about it and play it and enjoy it from day one. Yeah. And that's like a lot of things like a lot of developers do do that. And it's mostly like the fucking companies that are like greedy. It's like money. It's like Mr. Krabs being a fucking... (laughs) Like it's, it's that's what it is. It's like basically Mr. Krabs is exactly is the one running. It's like SpongeBob. Where's my goddamn video game? I'm sorry, Mr. Krabs. It, it needs more love and affection and time to cook. I don't care. Put it out now. But oh, sir, it's still no. right in the middle. Put it out now, boy. <laughs> and then they serve him a raw crabby patty, and the health inspector dies. Oh no, dude. Uh, oh. this episode took a turn. I don't know where, but like, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed uh, Tony's uh, mental oh breakdown God. whenever he <laughs> hears when he hears the term EA. Something just clicks in my brain. It's just like I'm mad. Tony's game lounge, more like Tony's mental breakdown. Tony's rage lounge. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. We just—it's a bucket. It's a fucking rage room. We have bats. We have machine parts that you can just smash. It's all concrete all around. You need to wear protective <laughs> gear and stuff, but you can come break shit. I need my hazmat suit, baby. <laughs> need my hazmat suit. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add on game design before we move on? Um, I don't know. I—I I think the last thing I want to add is I feel like for anybody out there who's just like trying to. Play play games. Be maybe take take this time if you're if you're listening. Take a chance to try out something new and like try and see what the developer was going for, and maybe that will give you like kind of like a different perspective on what the game is, and might maybe spark like interest in more games in general. Ah, but. time to try something new. Picks up FIFA 2021. <laughs> I feel the capitalism coming from this game. <laughs> Oh, don't try that! Don't try that. We already know what that game is. Don't try that. Uh, Something else. Yeah, anything else? Uh, that was a good. That was a last. That was a good last chat. I, I, I'm proud of myself on that one. That's a pat on the back. Uh, okay. Uh, now that we're done um, raging about EA, it's time for us to move on to the bonus level. Now accessing the bonus level. And this week in the bonus level, top five. Top five games slash game sequels that should exist. You're up first, Ninja Frog. What do you got? Okay. I think I'm I think I'm ready. Okay, first one. Pikmin 4. I am big Pikmin fan. I love nature. I love that I love that the fact that I'm a small man on a very distant planet basically 
using my army of plant creatures to fight other creatures. I think it's such a really cool concept, and I want my new sequel now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and the next one that just a game I want to exist. Uh, Mario has made tons of sports games. You know, I've played like all the Mario's. I haven't played golf. I haven't played golf. I need to play it. I'm interested in playing the Power Rush. Or I think that's what it's called, Power Rush? Uh, um, oh, what? Oh, fuck. What is it called? Uh, Super Rush? Uh, let me look it up. You keep talking. I'm going to look it up for you. All right. But I play like Sluggers and Strikers. Um, but they haven't made an American football yet. I don't expect them to. Nintendo is mainly a Japanese company, but I think it would be a very good rendition, and I think it would be super fun. Uh, it was Super Rush. Mario Golf Super Rush. Super Rush. Okay. Yeah. Um, my next okay, game. Next one. Um, Pokemon. I, this is never going to happen, but I, I just wouldn't want it to happen. Uh, so if you ever played Pokemon Gale of, Dark, Gale of Darkness or Pokemon Coliseum, the like niche, no, not many people know about it. Very interesting concept game. I loved it. They're phenomenal games. One. I love yes. Pokemon XD and Pokemon at Coliseum and XD are phenomenal games. Mirror B, one of the best characters they've ever designed. Literally, dude, and one I, of the best themes I, in the in the, I, in the franchise. If I had a baseball walk-on song, the Mirror B theme song from Coliseum would definitely be my walk-on song. I swear. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it's so good. Oh my. Okay, so. The next one, I I kind of just like thought about it just in the spur of a moment. Super Mario Sunshine, maybe like a different take on it. It doesn't have to be like a sequel, but like I felt like the way they made that game was very interesting. I loved. I maybe a sequel would be cool. Otherwise, maybe just a another game on an island or with the flood. I feel like that would be really cool with like this the the skills that they have for like. 3D platformers in the modern area. So, um, and then the last one, since I've been playing a lot of Sonic Adventure Two lately, I would love another adventure style Sonic game. Definitely, that's my five games. Do you think we'll see what? What do you? Quick question before I give mine. Do you think okay. for Sonic's anniversary year, which is this year, that we'll actually see a game announcement? Um, I think we will, uh, if Sega is smart. Uh, to be honest, I think they will at least make some sort of an announcement. I don't know if we'll see a game, but I definitely think they'll try to. And I, I know they got hit last year trying to do a lot of, like, monthly things uh, for their anniversary coming up this year. But I really think they will at least take advantage at some point this year, maybe. But hopefully... Uh, as for myself, the top five games slash game sequels that should exist. Uh, number five, Wii Sports, but for the Switch. Ooh, okay. It makes I like that. sense. It makes sense. Like when it ever since the Wii, we've had a Wii Sports game. We had we we had well, we had Wii Wii Sports and then Wii Sports Resort for the Wii, with Resort being one of my favorite video games of all time. 
Like, Dude, I love it. <laughs> it's, it's a phenomenal game. And then when the Wii U came out, we had a Wii Sports Club, which wasn't as good because you had to pay for each sport individually. And yeah, it was kind nice. of whack. But there was like a disc right. version you could get. But it just it wasn't as good. But, you know, it was still there. And it was nice. And the one thing I was maybe hoping for for the Switch was like, because, you know, we we have one to Switch, which was like its Wii Sports game. But it didn't tie in with the Switch. Like, it was a separate game. Yeah. And it's not that good. Let's yeah. be real here. It doesn't use the full like HD. What was it? HD Rumble? That was like the big thing that that was with yeah. the Cons. Doesn't really. I mean, it utilizes it, but like, there's so much more you could do. And like, ever since we got 3D All Stars, it's like, man, motion controls actually are pretty solid. Yeah. So why can't we get Switch Sports? Just it's come on. We have we have we have Mies. So why can't we play our classic five like original Wii Sports or, you know, Wii Sports Resort because it's basically the Joy-Con is basically like a better Wii Motion Plus. So why not? Makes sense. Nintendo, Nintendo, come Nintendo. on! You're listening to the podcast. We already know you're listening <laughs> to Tony's Gaming Live. Let's go! Come At on! Number four, Gosh. I had. A Mario Sports Mix. I don't know if you remember the first Mario Sports Mix that was on the Wii. It consisted Dude, of yes. basketball, hockey, dodgeball, and something else. Volleyball. Volleyball, yeah. Uh, I would like to see another one of those. Uh, maybe it's those four plus a couple others. Because Mario hasn't had a sports game come out in a while. Uh, yeah, obviously there was, oh, there was tennis. But, like, tennis and golf seem to be the only ones they're focusing on. I want more, like... I don't know, maybe include like baseball and soccer on there too. Like have it like a whole variety of sports and True. It's a, you're able to play I, I, them in like a Mario sports collection per se. Yeah. I enjoyed that game like tons. Like I didn't know many other people that had it, but like I never played it, I but I wanted to play it so bad. I wanted to play that game so much. But I never like, got to. Anytime I had a chance to play it with friends, I like literally we all enjoyed it, had so much fun. Like I literally think this would be like a perfect game. Like, <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't done another one. Uh, at, that was number four, right? Yes. At yeah. number three, I also had Pokemon XD and Coliseum remakes, or a Heck new yeah, one. yeah, let's go. I, w- I would like to either see, like, a remake, just for the Switch with HD, and just, you mm. know, relive the story again. I would love, like, as maybe, like, a two-pack of that, or just a True. third entry in that, because... Pheno- or- the Ore region, you could do so much with it now, man. Like, <sighs> yeah. It was cool. The shadow Pokemon, the shadow Pokemon concept was all, was dope as well. So you know, just love to see more. Uh, at yes. number two, it's another Pokemon game, and I think it would make a lot of sense in this day and time. Pokemon Battle Revolution Two. Ooh, okay. Yeah. This, uh, if you don't know what this one was, this was this was out on the Wii. And what made this game so cool was you could hook up your DS. And transfer or basically copy over all of your Pokemon boxes from Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. And have all those Pokemon in the game for you to use in both the single player story story mode, which is just arena battles, and then the online multiplayer with three full 3D models. Which was like for for the time it was like, whoa, so cool, 3D models and all that stuff. <laughs> Because you know it was it was rare because it was all two D games mostly, so that would be cool. Because it makes sense now. Because what do we have? We have Pokemon Home, so yeah. why not copy over all your home data, pop it in there, exactly, and boom. That way, 
You're, you're able to just play, and you know they could have like tournament stuff, or but you could also have like fun stuff that's like not tournaments. So you could use any Pokemon. You could play with Mega Evolution. You could play with the the Z moves. You could play with Gigantamax rules. Whatever you wanted, you could make it a whole combination. It would be Poggers. Dude, they could make like a whole like battle pass, like a whole like online like season kind of thing where they do uh, like oh, if as long as it's free. Like, as long as it's yeah, free, true. Nintendo. Yes, yes. Then yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, some and, of, I, I don't know. There's so many things they can make. And my number one, Sonic Riders. Give me a new oh. one. I, I would have the series redeem itself, please. Yeah. Free Riders sucked. Don't let it end there. Don't let the series. Don't let the spinoff die on Free Riders Sega. I'm on my like, knees right now. Come on, please. Come on, Jet the, Jet the Hawk, Storm the Albatross, Wave the Swallow. Come on, classic birds. Give give me my hoverboard racing game, man. It was so much fun. Please. Please. Uh, and that's my top five. That's my... Those are some games I would like to see exist. Um, and that's top five. Moving on to this week in gaming history. From the dates of... May 3rd to May 9th. On May 3rd, 2002, the GameCube was released in Europe. Let's go, GameCube in Europe! Woo! Uh, <laughs> on May 4th, <laughs> 2004, Rockstar releases Red Dead Revolver for the PlayStation 2 and the original Xbox. A game that I played on stream a couple of uh, two streams ago. Because I'm like, hey, I remember wow, playing this okay. as a kid. And uh, it sucks. Don't play it. <laughs> okay. Don't play it. Save yourself the trauma. Don't play it. Uh, it's not good. Kind of racist at times. Not good. Wait, so uh, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, should I? Uh, should, should I? Uh, should I play it? I mean, you you're you're playing Half Life on hard mode, so you know what? Actually, yeah, go play it. <laughs> Okay, sounds good. I'm definitely going to buy it. On May 5th, 2004, Activision releases Shrek 2 for the GameCube, PlayStation 2, Xbox, and Game Boy Advance. Let's go! Let's go, Shrek! Yeah, Shrek! Uh, Also, Shrek 5 when DreamWorks? Where the fuck is it? Where the fuck is my Shrek? Come on! Uh, May 6th, 2003, Castlevania Aria of Sorrow is released on the Game Boy Advance in North America. May 7th, 2001, Mario Party 3 is released on the N64 in North America. Waluigi's only game where he is the main antagonist. Really? Yep. Wow crazy may 8th 2007 commander Co- command and conquer 3 tiberium wars is released for the xbox 360 and may 9th 2005 donkey konga 2 is released for the gamecube in north america is it the one where you get to play with the bongos this was the third game in north america that utilizes the bongo controller Oh, dude, yes. As there are only three games in North America. I have Donkey Kong 1 and I have Jungle Beats. 
Uh, I am missing Conga 2, and believe it or not, there is a Conga 3 as well, but Conga 3 is Japan only. Oh, wow, okay. And that's This Week in Gaming History. The achievement of the week this week is in Returnal, and it's Adrenaline Spike, which is to reach maximum adrenaline. And the game to look out for this week is obviously Resident Evil Village. And it's now time for this week's Chicken Update. This week's chicken update is pretty uneventful because there is no way I am topping the femur breaker song. Thanks for that update, Mike. Uh, thank you for joining Ninja Frog. This was a blast and some therapy I needed about EA. <laughs> Dude, I had I had a blast. Honestly, this was super fun. I needed to get all that rage out on EA <laughs> and any sort of thing that we. I had so much fun. To be honest, I really thank you for. Letting me on the podcast. Well, where can we find you on the internet if people want to hear more of you or see you do things? Um, unfortunately, the only one you can see me by is uh, on twitch.tv slash ninjafrog4884. So spell ninja frog together and then 4884. So that's where you can find me. All right. And of course, you can find me, myself, Tony, over at twitch.tv. Well, over. Uh, at twitch.tv slash Tony's Game Lounge, as well as at Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram and TikTok. And, of course, uh, on Twitter at Radio Tony. And it's fun times. Uh, if you see me streaming, come say hi. Um, we're playing through Borderlands 3 right now, actually, on stream. Until okay. we get our PC to finally finish the Danganronpa series. Heck yeah. Uh, thank you once again, Ninja Frog. Like I said, it was a blast to have you on, and uh, definitely we'll have you on uh, in the future. Thank yeah. And Thank you. <laughs> and thank you, the listener, for tuning in, and we will see you next week with a brand new episode right here in the Game Lounge. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. You can find all social media links in the episode description. Be sure to follow the podcast on your streaming platforms for new episodes and follow Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch for weekly updates.